I do love making connections with people. So the more I can um, do that with people who are, are just kind of tickled over the same things that mm-hmm. I am, um, it's, it's really fun when you can find people who are as excited as you are or yeah. at least find you funny because you are ex- like geekily excited about something. Welcome to today's episode. Today I have with me Angela Pingle. So welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. I'm so excited to chat with you. Um, I had only seen your um, book nerd pattern before and we we actually made something for a client um, just a wall hanging out of four of the books off of it. And so that's where I found you. And I was like, oh my gosh, her stuff is so cool. And so this is exciting. <laughs> oh, you're super sweet. And you're definitely my favorite person today. So <laughs> oh, thank you <laughs> for even saying that. Yeah. The book nerd pattern is, is pretty popular these days, which is really fun. It means I get to see I'm a total book nerd myself. And so to see all these quilts made from so many different fabrics and people who want to have different book covers, it it just tickles me. It really makes me quite happy. But yeah, I've got that one going. And then there's a few others out there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Your stuff is so cute. So um But before we get into that too far, I want to just hear about how you got into quilting. Like, has it always been a part of your life or did it come to you later? Yeah, I, um, I have, I kind of brought myself to quilting and I have been sewing. He used to tell this story, um, because I'm so super cool that I started sewing when I was really little um and there's actually a a whole long story behind this beautiful I have four brothers I'm the only girl there was this beautiful dress with petticoats and ruffles and it was pink and I saw a picture in a pattern book and I was like mom I want this dress and she had no patience for any of that or time and and said well if you want to make that you're gonna have to learn how to sew it um And so I was pretty little. I mean, I would say I was like eight or so and just said, okay, so I need to be taught how to sew. And so I, I, it's a long story. It took off from there. I ended up doing a lot of garment sewing, which is easier on, on a child's body where there's not much tailoring. um, Right. And you can kind of just, or you don't care what you look like quite so much. Um, So right around when, um, for me, when sewing for myself got a little more, perhaps more difficult, um, like around 17, 18, I actually worked at Joanne Fabrics. Um, It was my second job. My first job was working in a library. Mm -hmm. So I I do both, (laughs) both things. I was like books. Okay. And now fabric. And I had no idea I hadn't really paid attention to quilting before that. And um, I, when I worked there, all of a sudden you have these people who would come up to the counter 
with 25 different vaults and say, I want a quarter yard of each one. And that is such a different way to acquire fabric. And I had never, the concept of a fabric stash mm-hmm. was not anything that I knew. All I knew was I'm making an outfit. I buy the fabric for that outfit, the yardage required. And then I get rid of my extra scraps when it's left over. Yeah. Uh, not so much anymore. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. A whole um, different ball game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Quilting, quilting brings in a whole different world. Um, and just being working with 100% cotton, which I'm not sure I had technically worked with necessarily yeah. before that. Um, so, anyways, it was actually through working at Joanne Fabrics that I came to know what a quilt was, and that there were people who just bought fabric because they loved it. And mm-hmm. they didn't know what they were going to use it for. They just knew someday they'd use it. Yeah. Um, and so I made my first quilt for myself um, for my freshman dorm um, room in college. And again, like I say, I'm so super cool that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did that while I was pursuing um, a degree in mathematics. So yeah. my husband <laughs> has a math degree. That's so cool. I- yeah yeah well so the nerd factor's high it goes up (laughs) the whole the whole way there like and I can keep going with it but um yeah I think that's why I have pink hair now so I can be like wait life is fun and you know not that I don't think all those things were fun at the time but yeah um, I was very much a rule follower in Mm. all ways so yeah learning to taught myself to sew so and it, it's been great. That's awesome. Yeah, I, that's, I, I think, because um, I didn't know about really quilting or anything until, um, you know, re- the last probably seven or eight years, but my mom has always sewn. And so I was always around it, garment sewing. She used to make my clothes. She used to make play clothes. And, you know, she made my formal dresses all growing up. And so I understand that, like, the completely different, mind shift where fabric is involved and buy how you buy fabric because yeah no when you're buying garment fabrics you're buying yards and yards to make the outfit but when it comes to quilting yeah you buy all these little bits and it's it's definitely a different ball game (laughs) yes absolutely yeah I did the whole make my prom dress make my flower girl dresses altered my wedding dress thing you know that that was all in there I, I looked at I looked at making my wedding dress and even at the time the patterns I don't know I couldn't find what I wanted it was uh 20 years ago mm-hmm. so I uh just ended up buying something very simple and trying I don't know the styles were it was like right before simple was in style again mm-hmm. <laughs> so, right <laughs> there was still just like a lot of cheap polyester satin mm-hmm. lace stuff out there and the the j crew factor had not quite kicked in like that wow. was gonna become a thing within the next few years after that and just keep it simple and streamlined yeah oh man but I can't imagine making a wedding gown that's a lot <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just made my daughter a clown costume yesterday. Really? 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. So she's a, uh, she's 12 and she's a, a dancer and they have dance camp and the, the theme for the campus circus. And oh. she decided she wanted to be the cutest clown. She's actually like terrified of clowns. So I think this is oh. her taking charge of that fear. And she wanted to be the cutest clown oh. that there ever was. And so I just uh, dropped everything for the last 48 hours and worked on a classroom. <laughs> you know, that's a good way to go about attacking your fears. Yep. Kind of become it. <laughs> right? But I'm a yeah. cute. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh. I, I was all for it. She's got a pink and white checked clown costume. So what's oh. not to love? <laughs> that's cute. How fun. Yeah, yeah I think that's like such a fun way to grow up having a mom that can make stuff for you. Like I know I really appreciate that. So hopefully she does now and, and can appreciate as she gets older. Cause that's so cool. Yeah. I've made quite a bit for her to date. So I even last year I made my first bathing suit, which I was like, Ooh, which still sounds scary to me now. And I've made a few of them. Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, but it's all about having the right materials mm -hmm. and the right needles and machines and all that stuff. So, yeah, um, it's, it's doable once you dive in, but I kind of have to, I feel like there's so many things I know and, or once knew that I have to reteach myself mm. all the time. If I want to get on a quilting is pretty much the thing, you know, I can do a, a quarter inch seam allowance. I will eye that for the rest yeah. of my life. There will be no forgetting what that looks like. Um, <laughs> yeah, like ingrained in your brain forever. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I can look at anything and I'm like, that's not a quarter inch, uh, yeah. like in any context of the world, because I'm so mm -hmm. aware of what a quarter inch seam allowance mm -hmm. is. <laughs> yeah. You're like, your seams are off. <laughs> right. Right. Or like, I don't know what that measurement over there is, but. I can yeah. tell you. <laughs> okay. You're like, I don't know what you were using, but it was not a quarter inch. <laughs> yeah. Or there's the people who are like, why do you measure it? Why do you tell me like, oh, it it's it's two and a quarter inches. Like, you know, when they're measuring a piece of something else, whatever furniture. And and I'm just like, because I, I work in quarter inch increments. In fact, I work in eighth inch increments if I need to. So you're lucky I didn't drop it to a 16th. <laughs> you're like, just be grateful that I'm giving you a quarter inch. <laughs> yes. Yes. This is as relaxed as I get. <laughs> oh my gosh. Quarter inch increments. I think I need to put that on a shirt. Quarter inch increments as relaxed as I get. I love it. I, yeah, that would be, I would buy it. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> well, so like, did sewing and all that, like all your life, did that impact your decision to do mathematics or like, I don't know, like, does it, does it inform your sewing? Does it, how does that play into what you do now? I think it was just that it was, it was my hobby for so long. And then because I love mathematics, I, the idea of quilting was eye-opening that you could that you could take geometric concepts and and actually make something really practical out of it because ultimately that's often what sewing is for me, making things that are 
pretty and practical. Mm -hmm. And um, so I was never afraid of the math behind it. And so I think people will, will not even get started in it because all they'll see is triangles or squares or, you know, God forbid, a circle and, mm -hmm. and yeah. just say like those crazy shapes, I don't want to deal with those. Um, mm -hmm. Or I'm never going to measure anything by a quarter inch. So mm -hmm. um, that's going to be an issue. And yeah, so I actually, I, I did the math degree and I taught math um, to high school students for a couple of years. And then I went back to school and um, got another degree in interior design. Oh. So, um, and it was there that I really fell in love with color theory and um, layout. And so I was doing that and, and the whole time I was getting my design degree, I thought, well, maybe I should have been an architect because that has the math and the, and the artistry yeah. component to it. And then um, I finally was accepting of the fact that, no, I'm not meant to be an architect. And actually, like, it's a legit thing to be a quilt pattern designer. Like, mm -hmm. that's an actual career. Yeah. Um, and, and then to take it into... Um, you know, I could, so I wrote a book and I, I did classes and I could, I could teach. I'd had experience teaching in a classroom. So teaching and teaching mathematics, which is a very precise thing that a lot of people hate and you have to be the cheerleader for it. So, right. yeah. um, um, so teaching people who want to learn to quote is like the simplest thing to me by contrast. Um, when you, when you're used to teaching some like the algebra that everyone hates um, right. <laughs> and you've got to force them like no this is this trust me like this is training your brain how to think through a problem mm -hmm. um but yeah so I, I I had kind of a roundabout way that all makes sense now but it um I wouldn't say I wouldn't have looked at myself at 15 or 18 or even 25 and known this is what I was going to do and I look at my I mean I so I just turned 43 I'll say and um a couple weeks ago and I um I'm like okay well technically I think in this day and age I'm probably in the middle of my life mm -hmm. right because could easily live till 86 and yeah. I'm like if I've only lived half of my life how much more am I going to do mm -hmm. in my life? And is that going to be fabric related, design related, quilt related? Um, like, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to go become like an Olympic skier at this point, but right. <laughs> you know, yeah, there are, there's other things in the world. So um, I think it'll be interesting. I just see this as like a moment in where I am. In my journey um yeah. so I I love the pattern design and I love being able to share that and then I love fabric design and I um I, I still have a fair amount of imposter syndrome when it comes especially to fabric design um because uh, the word artist is such a heavy word for me it's not a freeing word I think it's freeing for some people but for me it implies a lot of 
knowledge and um, I, it is for me like what the word math is for other people you know the same heaviness they get when they hear that word that's what like, I get I when I never I could never be right mm -hmm. I, could I heard that a lot that. Of you enjoyed that yeah yeah um so that I that word is still a hard one for me and I'm 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 trying to embrace it and and very much work from the um taking steps forward and it and being on a journey and you know do the best that you can until you know better and then do better um in all walks of life and um and not criticize who I currently am or who I previously was yeah. by improvements I make and what I'm doing which all mm -hmm. sounds very la-di-da but really yeah. it just means that I want to make sure I'm having fun while I'm doing it now right. and and not yeah. have a lot of regrets yeah sorry I'm the one talking the whole time here no this is great. you're <laughs> the one who's supposed to be talking not me <laughs> no this is perfect and I think I agree with you there like I you know I had this vision of who I was going to be and definitely doing a podcast and owning a quilting business with my mom were not two things on that list ever I didn't know and right. and so then coming into this and that imposter syndrome is it hits hard some days and I'm like who do I think I am but at the same time like I can't think of anything else I'd rather be doing right now I feel happy I feel fulfilled I get to spend a lot more time with my husband I get to spend a lot more time with my family like it's flexible and I'm doing something that I love and I think you know, to your point of not criticizing who you are now or who you were then or stressing about who you're going to be in five years and just enjoying the moment that you're in is so important. And I think as our, you know, society closes in and it's, you know, hustle, hustle, hustle. I think those of us that step back from that and go, you know what, I actually want to do something that I love and not feel forced. And it just is like a breath of fresh air in all of the craziness. So yeah, it, it's a uh, thanks for understanding. I I don't I don't reach that goal all the time by any means, um, and I do a fair amount of hustling and then collapsing. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> so I'm I'm trying to be more measured in my steps so that I don't um, I don't I don't really want to work hard, play hard. I just want to do both and right. be, <laughs> be more even keeled yeah. um yeah uh, because it, it really doesn't it doesn't suit my personality I deadlines are a good thing I would say for me but not constant perpetual mm -hmm. um push 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 yeah. um especially because I I have a 12 year old daughter and she's my miracle girl and I you know I know everyone always tells you like, oh, they're only home for so long. And, and then other people laugh and say, what? They never actually leave. But I haven't gotten to that point yet. So I'm only in the 12 year old. Mm -hmm. She's 12 entering teen world um, and needs a mom more than ever, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. to, to be there to listen to whatever she's feeling at the moment. And, and I can just try to 
empathize and carry her through those moments. And that takes a fair amount of energy on my part. So if I've given that all to my business or to my house or whatever it is, I I won't have that for her. So um, especially for the next few years, like I I just know she she and my husband, my husband's a full grown adult with his own therapist. So like he has at least another outlet. Right. <laughs> right. Um, and uh so you know for her, I I know that I'm I'm really the main resource of um feedback that she gets and guidance. So um in addition to other teachers she has in her life, but I'm going to be the one who's going to love her unconditionally through it all. And I want her to know that. Um, yeah. So I take the parenting aspect pretty seriously because it is such a gift to me that I was able to become a parent. And um, so it, it helps me to keep a little bit of perspective on yeah what I'm doing. So that's why I drop everything and do the clown costume, even if she's going to wear it for five hours. Um, and it's going to take me, you know, 20 hours to make it right. (laughs) Or whatever it is, you know, like it's, it's, it's not a one-to-one ratio in any, Mm -mm. in any way of, uh, work to the, to the time payoff, but for the love payoff, it's definitely there. Right. So now she's got it just solidifies those memories and those, you know, those feelings that mom's got my back. Like you're going to be the one that's there for her no matter what. And I think, yeah, parent, when you're parenting, that has to come before everything else sometimes. And, um, and I love that because I think where else are they going to find unconditional love? Right. And yeah, not very many places. And I know sometimes parenting means showing her that I am important and I have to take first priority for myself and I um, have a job and I have dreams and I'm pursuing those. And so like, she can't walk all over me, right? I'm not, I'm not a total helicopter parent. Like my special snowflake child is perfect (laughs) in every way. Right. Right. It's, um, it's, it's more realistic than that. Um, but it is, it, I just know that these years will always be, it's a certain amount of time. So when, I, when I'm saying like, oh, I'm 43 and within those 43 years so far, 12 of those years have had a daughter in them, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's a very finite, measurable quarter inch amount of time that right. I am able to say like, these are the years that, that we are together Mm-hmm. live together and um can be together so yeah um, yeah my is, older stepson is he's almost 21 but he joined the air force but then went into the space force um that's so cool in, in 2020 and literally the weekend he was graduating from basic training was the weekend that everything shut down and so see him and everything has just felt really crazy since then. And he was home this last week visiting. Um, and my husband and I had just gotten back from a vacation because it's our 10th anniversary this year. And so we were like, we want to go do something big. And um, 
And so we were, you know, spent two weeks in Spain and did all this fun stuff. We got home to him being here, which was fantastic. But then I had to leave. So I was going on a, a, going to a quilt class with my mom. And, and so, you know, I got to spend like one full day with him and, you know, little bits of time here and there before that. But while I was gone, I just, it hit me so hard. Like, oh my gosh, like we spent, you know, he's, I've been his stepmom since he was six and like, Mm-hmm. he's been my buddy and and same with my husband they're you know they're best buddies and and we're both were just like oh my gosh we have to grieve that time because we haven't allowed ourselves because everything's just been like up in the air and just frantically survive 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and we both kind of realized like oh my gosh we haven't grieved that time when we got to spend so much time with him and he was in our home and we were you know, parenting him in that way and, and helping him hopefully become a successful, you know, critical thinking human. And he is a, he's a great human, like he's a good, good human. And so uh, seeing him out there in the world, it's like a beautiful thing, but it's also so heartbreaking at the same time. So (laughs) soak up all the minutes. I'm not ready yet. No, that's okay because she'll challenge me daily for the next number of years here. So I don't have to be ready yet. And I know that partly that's the challenges gives you the ability to let them go and be those free thinking adults, Mm -hmm. young adults that they're meant to be. Um, I know I'm just part of it for the moment. Yeah. Um, I'm like, he's out there doing when to go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) That didn't ever work for us. We're like, go to bed. Yeah. Whenever I feel like it is fine. Right. But yeah. And I, I said this to my husband, I said, you know, we've done our job. Like we raised him and, and he's out doing the things that we taught him how to do. He's, he's learning the lesson that he needs to learn. And, but that doesn't mean that we were ready for it. Like, you know, we're right. like, hey, we don't like this part. But also it's awesome to see that he can go out and function in society. <laughs> yeah, I I love the human being that she is becoming and the adult that she, I, I get glimpses of it. And it's, um, and I've seen that, you know, since she was born, just the different, like, oh, I can tell you're going to be, you're going to be like this. And and sometimes I'm surprised by a personality trait that pops up. And, yeah. um, but I, I'm, you know, we're playing the long game here and I can see what kind of human being she's going to be and who, you know, what her joys are. And, and um, gosh, you got me talking about my daughter. So I'll talk forever about that. Um <laughs> But anyways, that to be said, like it, it just is, um, it's why uh, sometimes I don't get some work done because I have some stuff to do for her. Yeah. Yeah. I to be there for her. Well, but then try to, try to remember that she will move on and I will still be here. And um, I'm also not interested in giving everything up in the meantime. <laughs> right. So. And that's important too, because I think if we don't show if we don't show our kids how to care for themselves too, like that you have to prioritize yourself sometimes, like then they'll just grow into people pleasing, you know, they perpetuate that hustle and that people pleasing way that, that people can be. But I think if we are mindful about what we're showing them, like, you know what, 
I'm my, I am my priority right now. And I need you to take a seat and I'll be with you when I'm ready. And like Mm -hmm. people might think that's mean, but I also am of the mind. It's called discipline. It's okay. yeah, Yeah. It's like, I'm of the mind that I'm my own person and not just your mom. And so, you know, or not just your wife or not just your daughter, like right whoever it is in your life i think you know amen <laughs> prioritizing your what you need to do for your business or just your own personal mental health like sometimes it's got to happen so it's good yeah like it. needs to happen every day for me yeah <laughs> me too like, oh, time no <laughs> well so is she is she showing any interest in like quilting and sewing or is she just like you do it mom <laughs> um she I will be interested to see I I feel like she might be one of those kids who comes back around to it like oh my mom always sewed when Mm -hmm. I was growing up but I wasn't particularly interested in doing it um and she's done some like we did a mother-daughter quilt bee like Mm -hmm. with friends when she was fairly little so like she was sitting on my lap quilting but like strong-willed and independent trying to help a strong-willed independent you know, seven-year-old work a sewing machine as an effort in futility. So um, anyway, so we've done things. She actually thinks much more three-dimensionally than me. And so Mm -hmm. she will just take fabric and like drape it over things and create that way. So in, in the way that I say I'm a mathematician, I'm always like, I'm a mathematician, not an engineer, meaning I think two-dimensionally and not three-dimensionally, which is why I tend to make quilts and not bags. I can do them, but it's not my brain. I have to put my brain in a different way of thinking. And so, um, yeah, so she tends to think um, more three-dimensionally and um, does, yeah, just create shapes that way. And is a, a freer spirit than I am in a lot of ways. So just yeah, uh, with that fearlessness can kind of tackle something and be like, I'll just make this. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay, great. Cool. <laughs> yeah. You're like, awesome. I'm like, Go for I'm it. I'm going to write the pattern for it and test it a hundred times and make five different versions of it and then have other people make lots of versions of it and then still sit here and think, is it good enough? Is it good enough? Is it good enough? Should it, will anyone want to do it? <laughs> Right. I know that's, that's tough. Like I, I need, I need instructions. Like, and it's funny cause you know, working with my mom every day, it's like, she can see something and go, Oh, I can make that. And she'll sketch it out and make her own thing. And then she'll make it. And it's beautiful. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. I'm getting a little better at it, but my perfectionism kicks in and I'm like, what if I don't do it right? What if it's not good enough? Or what if I get the, and then And always when I, when I shut that part of my brain down and go, nope, you're, you know how to do this. Like you quilt every day, like just remind Mm -hmm. myself of the things I can do. Then it's not as, not as hard, but it still can kind of, yeah, I get my own head about it, but that's fun that she's willing to explore that and just wants to try things. And it's like fun to watch your kids be creative. Yes, she's very creative. That's for sure. I don't know if it'll always be with fabric mm-hmm. the way it has been for me. But, you know, right now it's a lot more with hair and makeup, which oh. is just really sweet. 
to watch too because there's a lot of creativity that happens there um yeah for sure and uh just to yeah to watch all that blossom and and styling you know she could be a she picks out she's a better stylist for me than I am for myself these days and (laughs) I'm like all right you have full autonomy to pick out whatever jewelry I should be wearing or not wearing and (laughs) that's fun like I'm happy to pass this off and let someone else make a good choice for me (laughs) okay (laughs) oh that's so funny yeah so with um so with your you started pattern designing but then when did you when did you feel the pull to design fabric so i i think again like that has to go that goes back to that artist word for me and i have a much like easier time with the word design than i do um so I'm okay with saying designer, um, um, even saying like I drew something or mm-hmm. painted something. Um, they're all just their their skills that I think other people have mastered in a way that I never will. And so that's where the imposter part comes in, where you think, well, okay, I mean, I can create something cute, but mm-hmm. I these other people are amazing like they're that's who we should be celebrating but it doesn't mean that they even want to be doing it right like right. Not, um people who can do it just because you can doesn't mean you should or doesn't mean you want to mm-hmm. um so um anyways my desire to design fabric was really sort of the ultimate version of having total control over what a quilt would look like or an mm-hmm. item would look like um so it started with oh I, I enjoy creating and then oh I can modify that pattern and then oh I can make my own patterns um all right I'm gonna write my own patterns and teach them to other people mm-hmm. and like oh I'd really like to have control over what I'm making this with like at the highest point yeah and and so when you get to that point, you're looking at like, what colors do I want to work with? Why can't I find what I want? Um, so in some ways, it's a completely selfish endeavor <laughs> in, in that. It's just like, well, I, I am looking for the things that I want to make. So I'm kind of always my own client, which is yeah. not necessarily the way to go, but it's a way to go. Um, it It doesn't my taste isn't necessarily like mass market approved. Um, so it's it's an interesting, I think that's like what a lot of artists go through, right? If they're trying to be true to themselves, then it doesn't mean anybody else wants it. So um, trying sure. to figure out a way to marry what you want with what other people want is the the, kind of business trick side to the fabric design or surface design in general so I'm the logic of that helps me get through it that's where I'm like oh okay that's why I can call myself a designer and I don't I don't start or stop with the word artist because um 
I, I always have to create, but I'm, I'm not, um, I'm not so precious about my own point of view mm-hmm. from the, from understanding what sells. Um, so that's just part of the reality of this world. If you actually want to do something and, and make any money or have anyone enjoy it in any way, even if you're giving it away for free, I don't care, but it still has to do something that other people find appealing. Right. So um, now there's a lot to be said for authenticity and the more authentic you are, the more people are drawn to what you're doing because Mm -hmm. people don't want mass production. Um, But, you know, there's this whole fine line of finding this is my niche and this Mm -hmm. is weird <laughs> right <laughs> nobody wants to be doing this with me right um like I don't know it, it's just funny you can go down the the internet has given us the ability to um kind of find all kinds of tribes so you can be like well I only want to create the Star Wars patterns with Star Wars fabrics for people right. who love all Star Wars things like you can find those people yeah. Right. And and I yeah. and I could do that for the rest of my life. Um yeah. and I'd never make any money because I don't own the rights to that. Um, but um yeah, you know, it uh if that's where my people were and my heart was, I would I would find that little group mm-hmm. um and and happily exist there. Um but trying to it's a finite, that is a very particular finite group. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, yeah. I'm personally uh, trying to do things that I'm like, what, what would someone like me be looking for? And I, I don't find myself with super unique taste. So um, I feel like there's enough of a market for what I want to be creating and what other people want to have out there so yeah yeah that's where nice well and I mean obviously your love of books is is in there and because you're you have your first line was it your first line the curious Mm -hmm. or or curious Uh, curious dream sorry curious dream no it's fine (laughs) I never can remember it was supposed to be called Alice and that's even what's printed on the salvage and then it got changed um, oh. at the last minute. So oh I'm always like, what's that fabric called? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So it's Alice in Wonderland inspired. Yeah. And then your new one that just came out, um, Clueless, is Nancy Drew inspired. Yes. yes. Which is so uh, cute. So yeah, they're just like, I am very drawn to things that are, I would say my style is, um, whimsical is one of the first words I use to describe it and um, so for me Alice and Nancy are both um, they are nostalgic they are whimsical fantastical um, and just they for people who know who they are or are familiar with their stories they immediately bring a whole set of emotions to mind mm-hmm. already um so good or bad right it's 
it's the hard thing about taking on a topic that people have a, a preconceived idea about. Um, right. So you're either trying to play into that and elevate it, or you're trying to combat how they feel about it. Um, right. So, um, yeah. So, but it's it's been really fun for the people who are like, oh, I used to read Nancy Drew, and um, they're like, oh, her best friend's Beth and George, and her boyfriend Ned Nickerson, and you know, they could throw out all the names with me, and I'm like, oh my gosh, somebody else actually knows all this stuff just like I do. Yeah, it's like way to geek out with me because <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I, my intention had been kind of to stick with um, literary inspirations, and and I don't know if I'll if I'll keep that. It certainly worked for me so far, mm -hmm. um, or if I'll just stick with like classical character mm. inspiration and and not limit it to the platform of books. Um, maybe it's, um, although most things that I'm still drawing from are, are originated in books at this point still, but first they could be songs, it could be, um, so I tend to be inspired by um, stories of some sort, mm -hmm. essentially, versus I'm, I'm not the person who walks outside and is like, look at that beautiful field. I'm going to create a collection that looks just like this field and reminds yeah. me of the days when I was picking tomatoes in the sun with my grandmother. But it doesn't, like, I have total respect for people who can do that. It, it just isn't um, how I create. Mm -hmm. um, that might be how I relax, but it's not how I create. Sure, which is so, fair. I think we all draw inspiration differently and, and it's evident in the the millions of possibilities out there of different fabric design. And I, I think when you can marry multiple things that you love in your life and bring it together to make something new, I think that is like the ultimate, I don't know, mark on the world that you get to, to put that out there, like your love of books and your love of fabric and design. And I think that's, right amazing I love that for for that you get to share that with the world and that there's other people finding you and being like oh my gosh a girl after my own heart it just feels right so right to find that community and make those connections so yeah no I'm really excited to see um how people react to the the clueless fabric line and and just um you know because it when you're pitching something like that to your fabric company they're like who Nancy who what you know or like some people will know I mean some people know and then they're like but you know, like maybe some of the women know and the, um, yeah. and the men don't or vice versa or they'll say like oh I read the Hardy Boys and so they'll get really excited about that but um, it uh, yeah you just never know when you're doing something nobody else has done there's that risk of is does anybody want it um, so yeah. And sometimes they don't even know until they have it and have worked with it, if they want it or if they wanted more of it or what colors they wanted it in or what they were really looking forward to. So um, yeah, it's that's the mystery aspect of like, here's my heart, I hope you like it. <laughs> Just yeah. put it all out on a platter for you. Like, please don't be gentle. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 
<laughs> like I'm just a person. Right. Like just like there's you. Still, I'm just a person. Yeah. There's still <laughs> behind all this, I swear. <laughs> right. I am I'm a photographer and videographer and writer and creator and you know, I am all the things in addition to yeah. the, as mentioned before, mother, wife, mm. uh, daughter, you know. Yeah. So it's it's a lot to it's a lot to carry um, yeah. at times, but I, I really, I do love making connections with people. So the more I can um, do that with people who are, are just kind of tickled over the same thing that mm-hmm. I am. Um, it's, it's really fun when you can find people who are as excited as you are, or yeah. at least find you funny because you are ex- like geekily excited about something. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's sort of where I am. <laughs> I love that. Well, yeah, and I think ultimately, like, you know, the whole purpose of this podcast is to make those connections and to highlight people that I'm finding joy from or that I'm inspired by. And so I think the more we can do that for each other, especially in the quilting community, um, you know, the better, the better we are, it it breaks down those ideas of us versus them or breaks down the idea that we're all Mm -hmm. alone because we're not, we're not alone. (laughs) Yeah. The isolation is super strong these days. It's very hard to not feel isolated. I was literally just writing right before this, a, um, something for an article that is, um, called pet tales. And it is from, essentially an article that's written from the point of view of my two cats who spend the day with me while I'm creating and I was like okay this in some ways this is way too easy to write because I am just here with my cats all the freaking time um and (laughs) so I'm like I could write a whole book on this um and it would still just be one day of them talking to me and Mm -hmm. um and I'm like right real people real people okay other people are going to read this and like wait somebody else is going to relate because they're at home with their cats all day and and Mm -hmm. so you know I'm I'm trying I'm trying to remind myself that even in my isolation I'm relating to people and and making connections with them yeah Um, so yeah but it's been I mean COVID certainly helped push all of us in an isolated manner um but I'm an introvert by nature and have some chronic health issues so I tend to be at that's why I work from home anyways and so I've always been um like I have shirts that say not a hugger Mm. my husband got me a shirt that says um I was social distancing before it was cool (laughs) um so I yeah I'm the person, and then both my husband and daughter are quite, I think, touch is their love language. So um, I'm always like, why, why me? Like, don't touch me, touch somebody else. We can hug each other, but I will be over here. Yeah. (laughs) I'm 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 over here with the cats, and the cats even want to touch me. And I'm like, please, don't you know I'm an introvert? (laughs) Yeah. I know. I think it's funny because I'm very, like, I want to not I'm not necessarily like I'm gonna grab you and hug you but like with my husband I want to like 
hold hands or I'm like always like mm-hmm. he's like stop touching me because he's a lot yeah. more introverted than I am but I'm like yeah. that's like I just like you know he's like no stop stop and then he just like gets yeah. his hands in my face and I'm like okay 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 I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry <laughs> right no it is it's super funny to watch um my daughter really <laughs> she'll be next to me and she'll be like hug me I'm like I'm I am like I'm right here. What more? I don't even know how to hug you better than I'm hugging you. <laughs> She's like me. Oh my gosh. I'm like, girl, it's okay. That's so funny. <laughs> oh man. Well, so like, I guess did did it, you know the pandemic and stuff? Did it change anything for you, or like, you know, did it? I guess, did it make, um, make you busier? Did it, because people were, you know, like, oh, I can, I have all this time. I can start quilting. And, you know, did, did you find reprieve in it or did it, did it kind of get cr- yeah, crazy? Definitely more, def- definitely more of the reprieve because yeah. I, I still remember the feeling during, especially those first two weeks where nobody knew what was happening. And like, for all we knew it was the apocalypse, right? Like it was just, all we've been told is you need to go home. There's this thing coming. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Tylenol will help. Yeah. Like, good luck. like that, that's all I remember yeah. pretty much, you know, like I think we were buying and, and there's no toilet paper to be found for whatever reason. And mm-hmm. um, if you get this, all you can take is some Tylenol. So I still have a huge bottle of Tylenol that I bought at Sam's club like, yeah. <laughs> right before going like, I don't know what we're going to need, but I've got the Tylenol. So we're going to be okay. Right. Um, and anyway, so for those first two weeks and, and then thereafter, um, it was, it was, you have to stay home. You're being a good human by mm-hmm. staying home. You're doing the right thing by staying home. And yeah. it was no longer, oh, it's okay that you're an introvert and you don't want to get out too much and go and connect with people. Or if you don't feel well enough today, you can, you're, disappointing someone but you can make it up to them another time it was like no I am doing what I'm supposed to be doing yeah I am the ultimate human being right now by being at home right um and not disturbing yes (laughs) um so I actually um and and because I already worked from home I I didn't have that huge adjustment I mean my daughter came home but um from school but I didn't have a huge adjustment the same way most of the world had to working out of their house when they've previously been in an office of some sort. And um, so I was like, oh, more of the same. Like, this is, this is great. Like, welcome to my world, everyone. This is, this is what we do. We, we get on Zoom and we have conversations with people this way. And um, Mm -hmm. we work out of the house and some days we get dressed and some days we don't. And, you know, it is, it is really lovely to have that freedom and yes I do drop my daughter off in my pajamas mm-hmm. um, and sometimes I pick her up in my pajamas because I still have not gotten dressed you know yeah yeah, um, <laughs> yeah so I I will say the the as it continued I ended up homeschooling my daughter for the next school year and so that um it wasn't that I didn't have time for what I wanted to do but I was a lot of my creative energy was going towards um 
teaching her and trying to make that a really interesting experience. Um, because God forbid I follow someone else's program, I have to create my own way to do it. Um, so ugh, it's kind of exhausting being me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I will say that that there were parts of that year that were that were tricky to push. Um, continuing to be creative, I think I was doing more like follow up work on mm -hmm. things, um, and and I just had to get off of social media a lot more because so many people by that point had just were done with mm -hmm. life and mm -hmm. they wanted to tell everyone that they were done with life in some way or form and it wasn't right. usually a nice way yeah. um so I I kind of backed off social media there for I mean it wasn't too long but um yeah certainly like a good six months where I was just like you know what that's not good for my mental health. So yeah, I will take a step away. And, and I, I, I've done that before and come back and um, it's, it's a good thing to do. It's, it's very, for all of us, it's good to know that sure, all of this can continue without us in it, or we can right. participate in it. And so therefore like the commitment mm -hmm. to post something every day or have a thought on every single topic of the world um right. I'm like you know what I I can't I'm not called to to be everything for everyone all mm -hmm. the time so um yeah I just have to um be responsible for what I know I'm supposed to be doing and and um so yeah I uh in that sense like in, in the fact that a lot of business and not being isolated comes from being on social media mm -hmm. um, in this industry because you couldn't, I mean, everybody was starting to sew. It was really interesting. Like, and suddenly there was this huge boost um, of people who were doing things. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's so cool. And then I was like, okay, you're all exhausting. Mm -hmm. I need to, I need to go away. <laughs> Yeah. You're like, you know what? You have fun. I'm going to be over here by myself. Right. I was by myself before over here and you guys were at work. And so that mm -hmm. kind of worked out and, but now you're all at home. And so you're taking over my home space. And so I need to like really leave yeah. again. So, um, yeah. yeah. And that, and we're kind of switching back. I see it switching back to, um, and, and then in the meantime, like TikTok took over the world. And so now mm -hmm. we're, you know, I'm not on TikTok personally, just because my brain can't handle another social media platform. Yeah. It's a um, lot. yeah. And, and, but I, I mean, I have nothing against it. I find it very entertaining and I find myself making tic Instagram's version, um, with reels now. And yeah. I know at first, I think I, like everyone was just frustrated that about this game that we're playing of oh gosh if you want to share anything that you've got to do a song and dance with it right. literally um yeah and now I'm now I'm just trying to lean in because if I'm not enjoying it then I should be doing it so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit there and complain that this is what it's become I can if I'm if I'm gonna complain then I should get off the platform and find right. an alternative and if I'm um if I'm going to stay, then I should, I should 
be okay with what it how it changes and mm -hmm. um and be the version of me who's comfortable in whatever way on on that kind of yeah platform then so yeah um yeah i i'm okay making a fool out of myself fairly regularly so especially initially um uh you know i making people laugh is is very much enjoyable or being able to teach things it, it's just the technology i think that more than anything that yeah. gets to me where i'm like oh wait and now i am all of a sudden a video editor mm -hmm. and i have video editing apps and i've timed the rhythm of photos to the rhythm and beats of a song the right <laughs> yeah oh just yeah. a it, there's a lot of tap dancing going on <laughs> yeah well I think that's it's a funny thing too because there's all these you know like oh get an Instagram coach and they tell you to do all these things and you know you got to make this many reels a week and you got to make this mm -hmm. many posts a week and you got to make this many stories a week and all this stuff and I'm like no <laughs> yeah like, I'm gonna show up how I show up and and I try to be mostly consistent but I think you're right like there's all these different things out there you know I have you know yeah I've tried to make TikTok and it's just it's one of those things where like I'd have to sit and learn a new skill photo mm -hmm. editing or, or video editing and that's not my thing like that's not my strong suit so I show up how I show up and if people follow me cool and if not then I mean I don't blame them I'm not I'm not a song and dance like shiny right. look at me look at me kind of yeah you know, presence and I think part of that is just like I don't really know what I'm doing and so I don't oh really nobody does that way yeah right and so, that's the beauty of it right now it's, you can do whatever you want because nobody knows what they're doing and everyone's just like throwing stuff at the wall going maybe this will work maybe this will work yeah. and, um and it's kind of like really like watching videos of like wax pouring into molds is what we're doing now okay like you're yeah. oddly soothing apparently that I, I will be completely transfixed by that in some random song in another language I don't know you know I don't like it's, yeah I'm it's saying I'm like funny. I'm watching this right now <laughs> I'm like but I can't take my eyes away I'm like I can't turn it off that's how they get you and I think you're right or like I you know, seen it and heard it out there, like everything, if you're a maker, everything is content just, but then it's oh like, God, oh, I have God. to remember to pick up my phone and record what I'm doing or take pictures. And I mean, even at this quilting class, like we were in a different city at a, a new quilt shop and, you know, taking this class. And I, I personally didn't take a single picture until the last day. Mm -hmm. And then I took a picture of the mountain that was near us and a little park that was across the street. And that was it. And I was like, I didn't take a picture with my well my mom took a couple pictures but even that I was like oh my gosh we didn't take any pictures with the instructor or like of you know right just anything I was like what is wrong with me? but I don't know I don't think anything's wrong with me necessarily I just was trying to like stay focused and be in the moment and learn be in the moment yeah yeah mm -hmm. literally be in the moment that's a huge part of it yeah um Feel like I could do a lot more. I, I have to figure out the technicality of having my headphones in because I listen to audiobooks or podcasts or, or things like that. And um and I, you can't 
I don't think you can use the video option on your phone when you're using the audio option in an, in another capacity. I know see, this is where already I'm getting like, this is technical, but I'm like, it's like my first technical jump. If I could do that, otherwise, like I just need to get another phone because I keep constantly, like I'm listening to something through my phone. So therefore I can't use my phone to record what I'm doing. But right. the whole point is that I'm doing it while I'm listening to something. Anyways, do you see it's like yeah. an endless yeah. cycle of, I'm like, should I just have two devices? Is that how people are doing it? Or do they just right. listen? into something else in the background and not use headphones uh, you know the, these little quirks where you're like can someone mm-hmm. just explain how they're doing that to me <laughs> right like, it feels just... like it shouldn't be hard but <laughs> yeah like I just need like, some can I just, steps to follow I just want to record without sound can I just use the video option <laughs> and yeah. record without sound so I can listen to what I want to while I'm recording something right. else like I feel like there needs to be that capacity yeah, I feel like you should be able to, but also, what do I know? I I don't. Well, I don't know, and somebody's probably listening to this, going like, "Idiot, that is totally an option, and all you have to do uh, is change this setting right here, and it's like, do do do." Okay, so like, you're yes, that person, but, and you know how. Yeah. Put it in the comments so that we know what please, to do. Help please. us. <laughs> Help us create more content for you. Yeah, we're here for you, so be there for us. Thank you. Right. Right. <laughs> I know this is where I'm like crowdsource please who knows yeah. how to do this and I and I will put stuff out like that occasionally on Instagram just to be like okay world who knows how to do this like I get like I've tried googling it or I've tried looking it up and you, you know finding the current answer to anything is is always tricky because yeah. do they have the same phone as you or the same technology changes literally every day so yeah. something that wasn't available a week ago could be available today right um, so yeah, I'm like, if, if the world wants us to be recording everything on our phones, then mm-hmm. we need to, I need to be able to multitask because I'm, I'm listening to stuff while I'm also right. recording. <laughs> right. And that's, yeah, I think that's going to be kind of the way things need to go, especially because of how things are. And I think, you know, everybody's like, oh, I can't wait for us to get back to normal. And I'm like, you know, I don't think we're ever going to get there again. Like we're not going to go back to the way things used to be. And it's no, been, no. you know, no back. there's no back. It's been two and a half years and things still are a certain way. And, and, you know, I can't ever fathom working for someone else like ever again. And like, <laughs> that's different. Right. And if we're all content creators, all of a sudden we need services that are going to allow for that. If that's the expectation right. when you're a self-employed creative business like then make it work for us please <laughs> right like I was telling you I need to get a I need to get a light for my um a desktop here so that I have better lighting for you know shooting opportunity viewing videography opportunities and you know I want to be doing more taping of things in my own studio and offering courses that way and teaching my patterns yeah um that way so that I can answer questions for people the way they want them you know but it 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 takes a bit to get all that set up and figure it out um and then god forbid you be a perfectionist of any kind and want to really like brand it and put it yes exactly and put a business behind it and a name behind it and um so I uh yeah I've 
I just am like, okay, baby steps. First step for me would be figuring out if I need to buy like another recorder of some kind or, you know, have more than one phone going and is like, what's the best, cheapest phone that takes good video? So I don't know. Yeah. You know, I'm just, I'm just asking for advice. That's what I need now. (laughs) Right. Well, and I think that can be tricky too, because everybody has their opinion, whatever they, whatever they've (laughs) done, you know, they're like going to tell you to do that. But then the next person's going to be like, oh yeah, just get this little thing and da da da. you know, they've got their own way of doing it. So then it's almost like, okay, you have to weed through that to decide what's going to work for you. And then you have to adapt your own system. It's like, I'm just grateful. I have a husband who has learned all the video editing and lighting and all this stuff. So I'm just like, help. And I just do my thing. And then he does his thing and it works, but I know not everybody has that. So it's like, it's right? true. No, it, it's a really interesting time. Like my husband is a, um, he owns his own business and works in construction. So oh. there's a lot of things that I have, you know, I can be like, Hey, this doesn't work. I need this built, blah, blah, blah. You know, like he can, he can do all those things, but like, he's not doing anything on a computer. Like I become the one who does all the technical things. And I'm like, wait, we're relying on my skills for that. Cause <laughs> hold on. <laughs> um, like I was never the person, you know, yeah. I'm like, give me the directions and I can follow it probably right mm-hmm. but yeah um, like I just need a manual that's all I need <laughs> right right like not one that I scan into like you can't even buy your phone anymore and get a manual with it you have to like look it up uh-huh. on the computer and I'm like what if my computer's not set up and that's what I'm trying to do <laughs> right you're like this doesn't this sometimes this isn't meshing and it's not gonna work yeah <laughs> I'm like you guys are too clever for your own good just give me the paper I promise I'll recycle it <laughs> yeah like I'll put it to good use later I swear yes oh yeah make some craft project out of it (laughs) right I just saw a video of a lady she got invited to do an art show that highlights um like art you know artists with disabilities and she's Mm. going through cancer treatment all the stuff and so she's been saving up all the bills they all the medical bills that she gets she's like I swear even though I've clicked paperless a million times I literally have no idea who this is so I'm so sorry if this is your thing I would credit you if I could mm-hmm. and if I find you again I will credit you um, but anyway and so she took all the bills and she soaked them shredded them up and she turned them into new paper and she couldn't mm-hmm. get, a, get rid of all the imp- imperfections and impurities but I almost think that like that's the art behind it you know it's like Mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. I think people get so creative with things like that whereas I'm like I'll just recycle this and she's like I'm going to turn this into art I was like that's cool for sure of like I'm gonna go avoid cooking again mm-hmm. um <laughs> I know like, right? I'm really good at Panda Express <laughs> <laughs> yeah right I know I was like what do I want to cook for dinner? And then I'm like, I'm going to actually go to um, mm-hmm. a restaurant because I don't want to cook. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm not the cook in our house. My husband definitely is the one who has more love for that. And yeah. I mean, partly because my creative energy is taken in other ways. Right. And so when I'm not sewing or, or designing or something like that, you know, then 
I'm like, oh, maybe I'll, I could use that towards food, but then it, it's also short term. Right. I'm, I'm like, well, you get that immediate gratification for sure with cooking and, and baking, but you don't have anything that lasts because it has a, a literal shelf life. And so the shelf life of my quilts is forever. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You're like, I'm going to focus on this. Right. And that's so fun. I need to leave a lasting impression. <laughs> right. You're like, I'm going to make my mark on this world and I'm going to make something that lasts forever. But I think mm-hmm. that's the cool thing about you know, creating fiber art is you're, you're making something that can last generations and you're making something that, you know, could potentially be loved and cherished by someone you're not ever going to meet because you'll be long dead and there'll be a fresh, you know, existence on Mm -hmm. this planet. And that to me is just like the mind blowing part of being a quilter and, and making quilts for people. And I get, I don't know if it's the imposter part or if it's just like excitement or the disbelief that it's real, but I just stop sometimes and go, people have my creations all over the country. Like Mm -hmm. people in the East coast have quilts that I've made for them. Or, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm working with people from all over the place that I've never would have met or never would have ever had the chance to talk to, but because I do what I do, And I've been able, like, I met people that I've admired from afar, you know, on Instagram or through the internet and just, or in fabric shops as I've been shopping for my own stuff. And, and now I get to talk to people like you and be like, make that connection. And so I think, yeah, it's hard to focus on other stuff when you're like, look look at what else I'm doing. That's way more important than baking cookies. (laughs) Also, I want to eat them. But for someone else, like it is, yeah, yeah. Please bake them so we can eat them. <laughs> yeah. But I need the people who look at the eye candy that. that they are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, well, thank you so much for talking with me today. I really loved chatting with you and getting to know more about okay. you. And I'm very excited about your Nancy Drew line. Uh, oh, thank you. Well, clueless is what it's called clueless. and that's through Wyndham I know well we're, we're all clueless from Wyndham Fabrics yes <laughs> oh I love it and it's I'll put pictures up of of it so we can our listeners can look at right. it too on on our YouTube and um, I always like oh right yeah somebody might want to see it <laughs> yeah yeah I'll, I'll put them up in here so people can see it. it's it's just so cute and such a fun look it's like fun to see your perspective on like what what you love about that story and I think mm-hmm. you know your fabric you get to show people like this is how this makes me feel and and you can bring people into your world a little bit more and I love that so yay yeah. uh, thanks so it's been fun yeah yay yeah I um so where can our listeners find you if they haven't seen you online where can they get to you um, all the social media things under Angela Pingle, basically, okay. is the easiest way. So there's the .com, Instagram, Facebook. Um, I think Pinterest is still there. <laughs> um, and like I said, I'm not on TikTok and I'm not on Twitter. So because okay. I, um, but that's just because I can't keep up with too many things. <laughs> right. 
All right. So well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a lot. And I think you just do what you can do and people will find you where meet you where you're at. And that's good. And we'll link everything mm-hmm. below so people can get to it really easily. And yeah. Thanks. Well, thank yeah. you so much again. And I'm really looking forward to your future projects and braving. Like I made my mom do all the piecing of the the books for the book nerd project we made because I was too scared to paper. I've never paper pieced yet. So maybe, <laughs> maybe someday soon. Exactly. It's easier than you think. Um, and that one's a, a pretty full one. It, it's literally like stitch here, which is mm-hmm. a nice thing. <laughs> it's like yeah. so right on this line, mm-hmm. which in some ways is more helpful than like try to get that quarter inch seam allowance. Um, right. So yeah, it's not too bad, but it, it is kind of like going between making a quilt, making a bag. You just have to flip your brain into that mm-hmm. thinking for a little bit. So I understand. And this is why I want to record a class mm-hmm. where I can offer um, my suggestions for how to do that, because I have so many people who want to make that quilt and are intimidated by that aspect of yeah. creating that pattern. Um like nah like you do want to be you'll be totally fine like I promise this is yeah like if I can do it you can do it it is it is not a complex yeah part of of the world here yeah Um, I won't make you do any algebra for it (laughs) right you don't even have to math it out you just have to sew on the lines (laughs) right that's awesome yeah well it's colored by number (laughs) <laughs> yeah, really, right? I know. I'm like, I just need to do it. Mm-hmm. I can't quit being such a chicken and just do it. So yeah. I will. And when I do it, I will just share the photos and show you because. Thank you. Yeah. And I love to post them. Um, if you tag me on um, Instagram, especially, I always share them in my story so everybody can see all the creations because it's, I think it's just inspiring for all of us. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, thank you so much. And um, I'll link all your stuff below so people can get to you and we will hopefully chat with you again soon sometime. Okay. Thank you. Thanks.